to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. most magical place on earth has a hold on our souls we're doomed to wander main street until we can learn to love another or our passes run out join us for news views and reviews about walt disney world in orlando florida this This is is the the disney Disney pass holder project we need fast passes adrs and a dole whip stat oh and sprinkle some pixie dust on top Welcome to the Disney Passholder Project, where we will talk about all things Disney. I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And I'm Bill Meeks. This past summer, we found ourselves moving to Orlando, and we knew it was only a matter of time before we bought Disney annual passes. That time was roughly one month and a half. Uh, (laughs) Once we bought those passes, I decided to start Disney Passholder Project, the blog, to document all of our passholder adventures. And now with a solid six months or so of trips under our belts, we have decided to share what we learned in podcast form as well. Because we podcast everything. We podcast everything. This is our fourth regularly scheduled podcast now. Yes, definitely. And we've already retired one. (laughs) And as usual, we have a chat room joining us right now. I believe it's just Angel. It's just Angel. Hi, Angel. She's very excited to uh, to see uh, the, the fruits for our labor, labor. Yes, and my ears. They are glowing. You can't see them too well, but they are definitely glowing. And very excited to be here. Very excited to this be starting so this. Yeah. We've been talking about it for four months. Mm-hmm. Roughly. Roughly. <laughs> roughly. And it was very early stages for about two. So finally, it has happened. Mm-hmm. But um, we hope all you Disney folks are along with us for the ride. I on, know. On the people with mover. Us. Yeah. <laughs> Hop on the people mover. Um, but we're going to have a couple of different sections. And well, hey, let's just jump right on to it. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. There's a mouthful of news coming out of the world every week here's just a few highlights here at the rope drop <laughs> all right our first- yes and we'll have all these uh these articles available in our show notes eventually at, at the disney past project website which we'll have up eventually we'll have the proper <laughs> site up right now it has like a temp site yeah um the first one this came out today from the amazing source the onion that there is a new oh, well that's disney a true news park. source that is totally a true news source disney world is opening ordeal kingdom so <laughs> that your family can go have a magical experience while it's having a meltdown this is a perfect place situated right between epcot and the magic kingdom and there will be all of the aggravating elements of disney's other parks and expands them into creative and fully immersive world of irritation Mm -hmm. doesn't that just sound delightful i I feel like all of the uh, disney parks they have now are already set up for this though like i I feel like (laughs) adding an additional park is like i don't know it's a Adding another Tomorrowland or something. Another Tomorrowland. <laughs> another what? Tomorrowland. Not so much. But yeah, I it, I think it's pretty cool. Well, we are parents, so we, we, are. we take we take uh, three children to Disney every weekend, every, every time we go. And All but yeah, once now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, meltdowns are plenty. Like, Mel- the, oh, it, you must feed them on a schedule, especially in in the summer when mm-hmm. it's really warm mm-hmm. out there and everything. Uh, and it, I mean, obviously, if you go there without kids too, you know, uh, you've, you've seen, seen you've it. seen the meltdowns. You may have seen us. 
carrying yeah, a child out screaming, <laughs> crying, and kicking. So, you know, that's it. Now there's a special place that we can drag that kicking and screaming child to <laughs> to continue their meltdown. Okay. Nope. Uh, the, the next story we have up here is uh, – and this is a uh, – this barely touches on it, but there's Just a, a lot of stuff that is likely closing at Hollywood Studios soon to make way for Pixar Land. Burr, burr. No, it's not Pixar. Oh, oh, it's not Toy Pixar. Story. Toy Story Land and uh, Star Wars Land. Yeah, Star it's Wars all, still. It's Star Wars Achusets. Yeah, uh, we, which uh, we've already uh, seen the launch bay there, which it was pretty good for what it was. It was, was. Fine, uh, we're not huge Star Wars fans. No, nope, we're not but... Star Wars fans, but hey, it was mm-hmm. cool to see once. <laughs> <laughs> However. But it, but uh, <laughs> they they have announced some other um, closures, uh, tearing down construction stuff going on. Yeah, uh, it's confirmed that the iconic Earful Tower, the water tower with the two mouse ears on top, is uh, going the way of the dinosaur. It's going to be removed. Not the good dinosaur. Well, I guess the good it dinosaur. It is kind of okay. going the way of the good dinosaur. That, that went right out of theaters too. <laughs> uh, so I uh, only oh, have a couple other people in our chat room. Bobby, Hi, Bobby. And Jess. Hi, Jess. Uh, but uh, so the earful towers are coming out of there. Also, they're going to be removing the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie adventure set, which was like the big playground there. Uh, which is it's really weird though because it's Honey I Shrunk the Kids the movie set. Yeah. But then right outside they have a poster for the TV show, the short lived TV really, show. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, also on April second they're going to be closing Lights Motor Action Extreme Stunt Show. We've seen that. It was, it was something. We saw it to say that we had seen it. Yeah. We yeah. will not be seeing it again. <laughs> it's, no, it's no Indiana Jones show. It is no Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's some other uh, some other rumors, you know, that they're going to be I, – I, I think it's more than a rumor now. They're going to be shutting down the streets of America. They are. There's actually – The big uh, outdoor movie set that they have. We were there yesterday. Yeah. And there's already – you can see a little bit more behind the scenes than you normally do, which is walls coming down. And then there's also a lot of construction walls up. Because they just recently took down the Phineas and Ferb meat mm-hmm. and the Mater, I yeah, think. Yeah, the Mater meat. meat. And there's – the walls are up around them. Mm-hmm. So that whole yeah. area is just sort of – Things are changing at Hollywood Studios. Things are a-changing. Which trivia, that was one – that Uh-oh. was the first park we went to uh, when we got our passes. So. Yes, because we went to the first – we always promised the kids that the Magic Kingdom would be their first park and they would go with just mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Well, we got the passes and we couldn't resist and we didn't have a babysitter yet so we took everybody to a different park so that we could take the other kid the, the last kid the last day All right. um okay next up and i just thought this was fun the nine dragons restaurant in the china pavilion is celebrating the year of the monkey beginning february 8th good with year some different menu dishes like they're mm-hmm. doing a lunch special of three courses which is only seventeen ninety eight, which kind of sounds crazy, but it's three mm-hmm. courses. So you get spring rolls or pot stickers. You get three different entrees, one of which sounds absolutely de- delightful. General mm-hmm. Tso's chicken buns. Ooh. Yes. Give me some steam buns and soup. I can, I can feel my heart going. Right? <laughs> and then you get a dessert of strawberry bean ice cream or ginger caramel ice cream. I don't know. For something fun and different to try, it's nice. Um and then, yeah, there's a couple of other different pork bellies and buns and stuff. But it's neat that they are able to celebrate different holidays and seasons in the World Showcase. Yes. Which I think definitely. is really – that's one of my favorite parts probably of Epcot mm-hmm. is that you get those different countries. I don't think we've been to Nine Dragons yet, have we? 
We haven't. We haven't. Mm-hmm. We went to the one in Tokyo. Japan. Yeah. We went to the Tokyo one, uh, but we haven't made it to China. We're we're trying to eat yeah. our way around the world. Speaking of making it places, Bobby in the chat room says I might try to do Disney sometime soon. Either uh, that or Universal. It's been so long since I've been to Disney. Well, Let us know when you're going. We're there. Yeah, definitely. And that <laughs> that that extends to anyone who's listening to this podcast. You Absolutely. know, if you're in Orlando and you're at Disney, uh, we're usually there every weekend. At least one uh, we day. can make it down there some weeknights. If depending on with enough notice schedules. yeah <laughs> but we'd love to meet up with you yes please For sure. be a lot of fun mm-hmm. okay and then we have one last story here right Amory? yeah do you want me to do it or do you got it you can do it okay um they just recently announced the run disney annual pass holder registration dates mm-hmm. um what this is is it's before um it's open to general public to sign up for all of the bazillions of race disney races <laughs> but signing up early doesn't actually guarantee you a spot there's mm-hmm. only so many spots um um, held for pass holders mm-hmm. and um, vacation club members. So they, you know, I guess they sort of take them all and then just disperse them amongst whoever signed up first. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no discount. So you're really just signing up two weeks early. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how we much have, that really We have helps. a lot of uh, uh, friends of the our podcast who all do the podcasts, Run Disney, yes. like Eric Hansen yes. and Rebecca Johnson yes. both do the Run Disney stuff. They are all so. about the running. Um, like, I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I might do the wine and dine. There's a 5k each mm. week or each oh, do they, they hand you a cup of wine instead of a cup of water. You know, through. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Chardonnay, please. So that's fun. Um, we'll have the, like I said, we'll have the link in the show notes and it lets you know when all the pre-sale dates start. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Oh, yeah. and there's an Avengers one. Ooh. <laughs> Those were different sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know there's a... They, they they do have some limitations with including the Marvel stuff in the parks uh, because in the par- of the, right. because Universal has the licenses for theme parks for Marvel stuff. Right. Like they can't. I don't think they can do any rides. No, I think actually I think that one's a Disneyland, which is a little bit more lenient. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's just because the proximity of us to mm-hmm. um, Universal Studios. And let me see if it says. Uh, it just says Avengers Superhero. I think that one is in California. All right. So moving right along, we have some serious opinions when it comes to Disney, in case you haven't already guessed. (laughs) This week, we will be talking about Tomorrowland and the Magic Kingdom, what they are doing good and what they need to change. So let's sit down at our round table of Wonderland and hash it out. Round table of Wonderland. The round table of Wonderland. Very excited. Okay. So some things that Tomorrowland does good. Okay. This uh, is you. Okay, I'll go ahead and go first okay. here. Okay, yeah, these are some things that we think Tomorrowland's getting right. Okay, first of all, I think the entrance, which is featured in our artwork for this episode, uh, it, it is great. It's I think it's probably the most striking transition between areas in any mm. of the parks. Like, it, you know, you're in... Uh, not fantasy land but right there at cinderella's castle and Mm -hmm. you walk in and you see this giant big swirly swoopy arky thing Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing because especially if you're a little bit farther back because you see uh the astro orbiter and the planets behind it all looks like one structure Mm -hmm. you know you're moving into another world even the building designs directly past it uh the the stitch ride which uh less said about the better coming soon and uh the monster uh laugh-in uh 
they, they just look very futuristic too. So you feel like you're walking into tomorrow. It, it's one of my favorite ex- moments parts of any of the parks for sure. Nice. Okay. Another thing that I think they do good is the people mover. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely one of our favorite things. And we ride it almost every single time we go to the magic kingdom for one <laughs> reason or another one we need out of the sun two we need out of the rain three we just like it. Um, <laughs> we love that you get to see the original plans for Epcot. There's like a little model design thing and mm. you get a sneak peek into all of the different Tomorrowland rides. So it's a great way to give your feet a break and just mm-hmm. like ah. – Oh, yeah. Especially in the summer because it's a, it goes through a lot of tunnels that are air, air conditioned. conditioned. So, so you get those brief key. pops of air conditioning, which is fantastic. Plus, my favorite part about it is you know, Space Mountain is a great roller coaster in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. And you actually get to go kind of behind the scenes. Right. And, you know, even like our young son London, he's not tall enough to go on it. Right. But he can kind of get the experience of Space Mountain without, you know – right flying out of the cart into the darkness. Thank goodness, because he's little. <laughs> uh, we do have confirmed over in our chat room uh, yes. that, yeah, Marvel has rights east of the Mississippi. and uh, no, yeah, I, Universal has rights. Uh, yeah, Universal has rights to Marvel mm-hmm. uh, east mm-hmm. of the Mississippi. And I believe even if Universal gives up those rides disney still has to wait three years before even starting development on probably. any marvel rides probably I, there's I probably a the secret file somewhere of mm-hmm. everybody dreaming and drawing out their like <laughs> marvel plans wouldn't that have been nice though to do like a marvel in star wars world yeah. instead of like throwing star wars on top of hollywood i'm still half expecting them to do a a movie marvel star wars at some oh. point like a crossover movie Ew. synergy corporate synergy and mickey <laughs> mouse will be there too you're <laughs> huh? in the dark side <laughs> Um, Okay, the next thing I think uh, Tomorrowland gets really right is that they've kept uh, the Carousel of Progress, which was uh, built for a World's Fair way back in the 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 60s. 60s. Yeah. Uh, But basically, if you don't know what it is, you should. Uh, But it's a a rotating theater Mm. that has a bunch of different animatronic sets where this dude tells you about life Life in the olden days. No, life at that moment. Yeah, at that moment and the technology that was being Mm -hmm. developed at that moment and every uh, everyone ends with him saying things can't get any better. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. And then it goes to the next decade and you Mm -hmm. see it kind of updated. Uh, Now while the last room which is set in kind of like a late 90s mid 2000s kind of weird time. uh, Yeah, it's like around 2000. Yeah, uh, there's some VR stuff and some home automation stuff and that's about it. As technological as they get I, I really think it could stand for an update at this point to that was actually going to be one of my points uh-huh. but then i saw this i was like yes <laughs> it's good that it's still there mm-hmm. but that whole last room just needs like shook and started over yeah i feel when it was built it was looking at the technology that was going to be up. happening tomorrow uh but now it just looks like modern day or maybe even 20 yesterday. years ago <laughs> yeah uh, so i i think it's you know it's great they've kept it going though i right. uh, just just because you know yeah it's totally old school it's mm-hmm. a bit cheesy at points, but the underlying message is great. And this is something mm-hmm. I'll address uh, in the things we want to change yeah. in a little bit. But uh, the the underlying message is we as humans will keep marching forward and we'll keep progressing. Mm-hmm. And as great as it seems right now, it's only going to get better. And I right. think I think you know that was kind of Walt's philosophy behind Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a little bit of that's been lost. But we'll get into that a, a little, little bit, bit later. Yeah. I, I do think. It would be a relatively easy renovation for them, too, because they mm-hmm. only have to change one of the rooms, and there's, like, five. Yeah. So. And Bobby points out in the chat room that uh, Tomorrowland was intended to be an ever-evolving part of the park. Well, can't <laughs> always get them all. Okay, another thing that I like about Tomorrowland, and this is going to sound kind of stupid, mm-hmm. but there's a ton of seating there. 
Very much this so. This is probably the one area where you can find a seat. You can find a bench. You can find a table. It just feels like they're more prominent um, than other areas of the park, minus the area outside of the Rapunzel bathrooms, which we'll <laughs> talk about it another time, I'm sure. Um, but it's nice because if you bring your food like we tend to do mm-hmm. – um, you have somewhere to sit down and eat and, you know, it gives you a good like waiting place. Like if you and Liam are running off to do Space Mountain and I have two people who are not tall enough, mm-hmm. we can just like sit and chill. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, maybe watch the dancing thing. Oh, it's definitely a very comfy area of the park. Uh, by mm-hmm. the way, Angel in the chat room uh, confirms uh, the Carousel of Progress debuted at the New York World's Fair in 1964. Woohoo! So. She told me before uh, we started that she read a book about Tomorrowland, so she was hoping <laughs> to drop some knowledge. So, nice. thank you. Keep dropping that knowledge. Keep dropping the knowledge. Okay, things that Tomorrowland does bad. Things about Tomorrowland that suck. Things, yes, basically, <laughs> they suck. And it all wraps up into one nice, neat little word. Stitch. <laughs> Stitch. Have Stitch you ever, if you have escape. never... Oh, I can't escape it because the kids enjoy it. Um, but as, if you were paying attention on um, the blog, that is one of my Disney resolutions for this year. I am not writing Stitch. <laughs> I don't care. They're going to have to wait till somebody else will take them. But this ride is actually – it feels like an insult to the Lilo and Stitch movies mm-hmm. because in those movies, he's kind of redeemed from yeah. being a wild terror and he's – a wild terror in the ride. Yeah, I think timeline-wise it's supposed to be set before the movies, but then Stitch ends up on Earth at the end of right. it, and so it's oh, kind of weird. <laughs> um, but really, the ride's the ride. It doesn't move. Nothing happens, actually. It, mm. um, it's pretty boring. It stinks. There, there's like a chili burp. And Stitch can be a little frightening. Like, um, mm-hmm. the seats are weird. It's a lot like... if. A, uh, a roller coaster that you have the thing that pulls down, so it's like a fl- flippy one. Uh-huh. So if you're there with a littler person, you're you can't be like right up against them like you can with a lot of other mm-hmm. rides, including roller coasters. Now, to be fair, the ride doesn't move at all. No, but, that's what uh, I said. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It doesn't even okay. move. It's yeah. not a ride. I just want to stress that it's just like stuff happens. Yeah, and it was adapted from, I guess, a much more beloved ride. I think uh, the Alien Experience, which right. I believe featured like the aliens from the alien movie i think uh, i'm not sure but i uh, you know in it was a much scarier ride instead of you know getting a chili dog burped in your face <sighs> uh so i could i could see it working as a horror ride yeah, a lot better than it does as yeah, right Stitch, yeah. Yeah. yeah i think i just feel like it should be converted into something different mm-hmm. i just think i mean Got the place, put something new in. Got the place, put something new. Or even give it a new Lilo and Stitch because that's all Mm. you have in the parks. And Stitch is a really popular character, not because of this ride. I don't believe they even do a a Stitch meet and greet anymore, do they? No. Yeah. That's more for the cruise line, which Mm -hmm. we don't really know anything about. Um, And Angel said she went on it uh, last time she went a few years ago and it's all right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, something else I think sucks about Tomorrowland. <laughs> as much as I love it visually, like I was mentioning before, when you're walking into the Tomorrowland section of the park, it's the Astro Orbiter. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the most frustrating lines in the park. You stand in line at the in front of this elevator for 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, and it, it's usually a really long line. Yeah. Because... 
to get up to the ride, you have to cram into an elevator, you know, shoulder to shoulder with 20 other people. I was just going to say, how many people are on that elevator? Because I've never ridden it. Probably 15 or 20. And uh, they have two elevators. So, so, I mean, they don't have to shove everyone into one. But still, you have to get in this cramped little elevator, get out, stand in another line for five or six minutes, and then squeeze into a bad, like, traveling carnival reject spinner ride. Which, <laughs> which you know, granted... You get a really nice view of the Magic Kingdom from there, from way up there, because it's up on top of a building. Right. Uh, So so you get a nice view, Mm -hmm. but that's about it. It, It's kind of clunky. It's, uh, you know, even sitting in there with my my seven-year-old son, Mm -hmm. it was really cramped. That's and, crazy because he's little. Yeah, he's really yeah. Little. And and it's just a uh, the 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 cart the rocket ships that you sit in seem kind of rusty and mm. uh, you know out of out of a uh, uh, repair in disrepair yeah. and everything. It's just not one of the best experiences by a long shot in the park. Nice. Okay. Let's see. Angel just sent us a link to what it replaced extraterrestrial alien encounter ah okay yeah it it looks a little creepier but it looks like almost the same like the same the same yeah it's basically the same ride except it's it's instead of being a horror show it's more Mm -hmm. of a it's more of a gross out chili dog burp in the face yeah i guess (laughs) that it looks like this was probably just a way for them to like shove stitch in there Mm -hmm. because lilo and stitch came out in 2002 and this ride looks like it came 2003 or so yeah yeah so that could be part of that it was a rush job that Mm -hmm. in 13 years they just just... swapped out the theming more or less yeah the theming and the audio Mm -hmm. okay and we'll we'll put that in the show notes absolutely so another thing that i think tomorrowland does bad Mm-hmm. The food. I think the, the food? food is absolutely awful in Tomorrowland. I can't even think of much that I've eaten in Tomorrowland. I had to to look up the restaurants to make sure I hit them all. So there is no sit-down restaurant in Tomorrowland. None mm-hmm. whatsoever. Well, isn't that that one with the animatronic that is singer? That isn't guy? a sit-down. That okay. isn't a – we had to Oh, yeah. One. That's fast service. That is counter service. Counter yeah. service. <laughs> I would just correct you. Um, <laughs> but there are so many different possibilities they could do with a sit-down restaurant there. Mm-hmm. And it just seems wasteful that they haven't. Yeah. Um, there aren't even really any good or passable quick services because Tomorrowland Terrace is almost never open. Mm-hmm. We've seen it open twice. Yeah. In six months. Twice. Um, the, they had a lobster roll and I really wanted to try that. Um, <laughs> the only time it's open consistently is for the dessert wishes party, mm-hmm. which is like $70 a person. So that's yeah. not happening. Uh, cosmic yeah, rays where the starlight cafe, um, it's always a packed mess and the food is, is subpar for Disney. Yeah. The food you, they have a good Greek salad there though. Sure, they have a good Greek salad, but mm. like they have three different sections, like three different corrals, and they all have a different menu. Mm-hmm. So if somebody want like your family wants something from here, something from here, something from here, you have to wait in three different lines, and you can't sit down until you have your food and your whole party together. Mm-hmm. So meh, that's not really that's not really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few other spots for treats and turkey legs, like there's. You know, there's always an ice cream cart and there's that little um, like soft serve place um, right by the bathrooms because Mm -hmm. that's convenient. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I even completely forgot about Launching Pad, which is under the Astro Orbiter. Mm -hmm. They basically sell hot dogs and pretzels. Like you can't can't plan on being around there at lunchtime. 
Mm-hmm. It's just it doesn't really work. Yeah, and over from the chat room, uh, Bobby uh, from the wiki says the original name of the the Alien Experience ride uh, was a uh, Nostromo, a uh, reference to the spacecraft from the 1979 movie Alien. Uh, oh. Furthermore, the monster was planned to be the uh, title creature, and XS Tech was going to be the Wayland Utani uh, Corp. The idea was scrapped for two reasons. First, it was deemed too frightening for a Disney attraction, and mm-hmm. second, the Alien series were was rated R. Yeah, and so he says once again, Bill was right, kind of, kind of, <laughs> which is about par for the course. Which is about par, yeah. So it was too scary, mm-hmm. which is fair, but yeah, the food sucks. Yeah, yeah. Next, and, and the the last thing I think is bad about Tomorrowland is that there's really a lack of special happenings. One of my favorite things about uh, all of the parks and Ma- Magic Kingdom is in particular is just the random stuff you stumble upon like you know a barbershop quartet random characters walking around doing Mm. like little comedy bits the mop guys who draw pictures with the mops you know right Tomorrowland really doesn't have stuff like that. No. They have meet and greets. They have the Incredibles dance party. But that's about it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Just uh, if nothing else, bring over that little old robotic trash can I've seen video of from Epcot. They just that, got rid of it not too yeah. long ago, too. Yeah. Like, like it's not even there. J- just have some fun kind of futuristic stuff. Maybe like a, a, mm-hmm. a, a robot animatronic that you can walk up to and interact with. You know, just a, some fun stuff. Right. Uh, like Because, I mean, it, as fun as some of the rides are in Tomorrowland, they don't have any surprises. As fun as the rides are, but there's not that many. Yeah, that's very true. It feels very low mm-hmm. on quantity. See, like, <laughs> your first impression is that there's a lot there because it's all spread out. It's busy. There's it's a lot busy. of space. It's yeah. busy. But, but, but there's not as much there as you'd think. No, not so much. So here are some things that we think Tomorrowland needs to improve. Mm-hmm. Tag your it. Tag me. Tag I'm it. Yeah, follow the colors. Okay, so <laughs> I, I think uh, really uh, they need to get back to the philosophy of it. I think they need to bring back the central idea of humanity marching forward. Uh, bring it more into the park. I, I mean, even the Tomorrowland movie that came out last year had yes. this as a central theme. Yeah, and it's just kind of lost now. It, like a. Uh, they should have. They should have mm-hmm. pulled that movie in somewhere. I don't care where. Yeah. We liked the movie. We I don't care if nobody else saw it. <laughs> we love the movie. There's a special about it. But you know this. This whole philosophy. It's it's great in Carousel of Progress. It's yes. there very very strongly in the movie. Uh, very strong. And even in the line for Space Mountain, there's a right. bit of it. There's a bit. You know, but the rest of the land has been devoted to their sci-fi fantasy cartoon movies. I. Uh, and, you know, it's just really just like a dumping ground for IP now. And it mm-hmm. doesn't really have that uh, that philosophy that Walt wanted Tomorrowland to have. Right. It doesn't have that reasoning behind it anymore. I wish they would get back to that. You know, I mean, as much as a lot of people love the, the Toy Story ride, maybe put something a little bit more... They'll never get rid of that. They'll never get... Philosophical. Nah, they there. just upgraded Move it. that over to Toy Story Land. And, uh, but they can't because they have Toy Story mm-hmm. Mania over there, which is virtually the same mm-hmm. ride, just better. Well, bottom line, get rid of Stitch. <laughs> yes. uh, and I, I think get rid of the Monsters Incorporated Laugh Factory, too. I love that. I love it. But I do, too. I don't no, think it fits with Tomorrowland. I think it actually fits better with Hollywood Studios. Yeah, definitely. Not that they're going to put it there <laughs> uh, because there's everything else is crazy over there. So another thing I think – that they need to approve, which we sort of talked about. There isn't much there. Yeah. The section of the park offers so much promise, but it feels like a bit of a letdown. Like, before we were pass holders, Tomorrowland was amazing. You loved it. You walked in. Like, it has that mm-hmm. wow factor when you walk in. 
but that's about where it ends. Like you've got Space Mountain, you've got Buzz Lightyear, um, but they're taking so much time and energy to add things to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom that Magic Kingdom just feels low man on the totem pole because mm-hmm. over the past uh, 10 years, <laughs> they did they did New Fantasyland. They did mm-hmm. the um, Carnival? No, Circus. The Circus, they yeah. They did Seven Dwarves, which – it's very obvious they took the time, the energy, the money, the creativity to do these areas. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. But they need to make sure they don't lose that Tomorrowland too because it's starting to – it doesn't have the theming that everything else does. Yeah, yeah. So. Definitely. Uh, to add to that, you know, mm-hmm. I definitely uh, one of the things Tomorrowland needs to do to improve is they just need new attractions. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't been a significant change in Tomorrowland since we've been going there. Right. And, you know, like we said, you know, take, take Stitch, out Stitch out, add something. <laughs> Anything. Uh, th- that's the common theme. Take out Stitch. Get rid of Stitch. No one likes it. Considered by many to be the worst ride in all of the parks. Seriously, every listing that I've ever seen of what's the worst ride, it's mm-hmm. always Stitch. If you go to Disney Twitter, and yes, there is like a whole call, like crew there, um, mm-hmm. no one likes Stitch. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. You know, uh, do that. Revitalize the Astro Orbiter. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, add some robots or something. It's just... It needs some life breathed into it because for being the world of tomorrow, in a lot of ways, it feels like the world of yesterday. Right. You know, and and that's kind of sad. Right. uh, Considering how much Walt really dug that aspect of the park. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be at least two years before they start doing anything over Mm -hmm. there because they have so many other projects that are barely started. Yeah. Yeah. So – um, another thing. We're living in the past, Disney. Yeah, for real. Um, the dance party. Mm-hmm. Why the do we keep putting? In, why do we keep putting in dance parties? I don't understand. I mean, it's cool that the incredible characters are there, mm-hmm. but this is like a five-hour long dance party <laughs> that makes no sense. Like maybe they need to like spice it up and ha- have it be more like Character Palooza at Hollywood Studios, where you bring in different characters and right. stuff. Right, you never know what character you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Like I think that would be a fantastic way because you don't always. Ha- maybe it's because they have these meet and greets throughout. Like you can meet Tiana over here, you can meet Merida here, you can meet Buzz, Woody. But you know what? Have them each come out for like half an hour. Like mm-hmm. they're not. Um, doing autographs because at dance parties they're never doing autographs but you can like sort of snap a picture with them Mm -hmm. and you know that's going to save people from really waiting in those lines and it's going to improve their experience for not having to wait to meet people. Yeah, you could even do something like, I don't know, take one of those uh, animatronic Mickey heads, throw it on a, a Spaceman Mickey body and, you know, have him up there by the DJ kind of hosting the event or something. Right, you know? right. Um, I was actually even thinking, I don't know why I wouldn't put this in there. Make it kind of like Disney karaoke because mm-hmm. they have a big screen. Yeah. They could do the songs from the movies. Mm-hmm. Follow the bouncing Mickey. Like, <laughs> we already have a Frozen sing-along at Hollywood Studios. What's wrong with doing just a basic um, sing-along with the big song or two mm-hmm. from each movie? There's so many. Yeah, and Angel brings up something that is them getting even more away from from the philosophy of Tomorrowland. Uh, yeah. they, she says, you know, at Disneyland, uh, Space Mountain, which I assume is in Tomorrowland. I don't know yeah. for sure, but yeah, I'm I'd assuming. Assume. Uh, has become hyperspace mountain for Star Wars. So yet another case right. of dumping the philosophy for the latest and greatest IP. Um, I think part of that is 
Disneyland is, I mean, it's getting the Star Wars world, but they don't have as much of what we already have in Florida. Mm -hmm. So I think that was their way to do that. Of kind of like specializing it. And it was, I think, easier for them to put in. Disneyland does significantly more overlays, Mm -hmm. whether it be temporary or full time. Like their holidays have like Santa hats everywhere. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that does it it for our first uh, round table in Wonderland. Yay, Uh, round tables of Wonderland. I think that would, because that'll be like the main segment. Segment of the show. So yeah, yeah. So you know, tables of Wonderland food. Great. And if it, nom, nom, nom. Yeah, and uh, we'll have some <laughs> contact info for you guys later if you want to retort. Yes, please. If you love Stitch, let us know for oh, sure. Oh, if you love Stitch, I don't know about you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break to talk about our Patreon, and we'll be back uh, with more Disney discussion. More Disney discussion in a moment. Uh, Amory, why don't you tell them about? Sure. Hi, we have a Patreon. Um, this is a way that we can help produce all of our weekly podcasts. Like I said, we have four now. Um, but over mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash universe box, which is sort of our parent company where we publish a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Our podcast our, network, our if you want to call it that. Our podcast network, if you feel the need. Um, you can make a monthly donation starting as low as 10 cents. You're going to get a bunch of free rewards. You're going to get books. You're going to get exclusive content. You're going to get access to certain podcasts before the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on your donation level, we may write a letter sp- directly to you. We'll sing you a song, usually on a podcast. Podcast. Uh, we have monthly hangouts with mm-hmm. our uh, patrons where you can hop in a Google Hangout with us and we can have a conversation. Um, but all of these are just some of the rewards for helping support our podcasts. So we have Disney Passholder Project, Greetings from Storybrooke, which is a Once Upon a Time podcast, Legends of Gotham about Fox's Gotham, mm-hmm. and We're So Lost because we never watched Lost and now we are. So, so we're so lost. <laughs> Um, but yeah, patreon.com slash universe box is yep. a way to do that. And we currently have 27 people giving $138.05 per month. Woo-hoo! We love each and every one of you. If we could buy you all passes to Disney World, we would. But unfortunately, this would cover one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Not Depends on if you have park hopper. Uh- <laughs> right, over in the chat room, uh, before we get back into the discussion, I just wanted to mention that uh, Bobby says uh, Mickey DJ, like uh, Deadmau5, uh, the DJ with the mouse head. I, don't, I like that. I, I like no that. They, they should license uh, that mouse head. Oh, wait. Uh, he got sued for it by them, I think. But he Ooh. won. So fair use. Nice. Fair use wins the day against Disney. Nice. Okay. So we go to Disney a lot. That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. This time, it's time for our trip report in the memory shaker. The memory the shaker. The memory shaker. So for this section, we decided we're just going to give you a quick update or little chat about what we did on our latest trip to the world, mm-hmm. uh, starting with a ride rundown. Yesterday, we actually did three parks. Three out of four. We still haven't done a four-part day We have day yet, yet to do a four-part day, but I think that's going to have to be a Saturday when we know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, feed everybody breakfast in the morning. Like, it will be crazy. So <laughs> first, we started at Animal Kingdom to try and do Expedition Everest. When we go to Animal Kingdom, we always try and get there at Rope Drop mm-hmm. so we can go there because we hate waiting. And we got in line and we waited and we waited. And then they gave us fast passes because it broke down. <laughs> yeah. It- so we didn't get to go on it. Um, God. The Yeti got got the cart. The Yeti got the cart. Um, the other rides that we did was Dinosaur at least twice, Triceratops Spin, and Primeval Whirl before we decided to jet on over to Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. where we did Star Tours, Tower of Terror, Great Movie Ride, Rock and Roller Coaster, One Man's Dream, Club Cool, which is another stinking dance mm-hmm. party, um, Muppets 3D, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Also the Frozen sing-along. We d- – oh, we did. Okay, hold on. Adding. <laughs> Frozen, sing along. 
Um, then we went over to Epcot mostly because we wanted good dinner. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we yeah, went, we we went to the uh, less expensive French place. Still expensive in the World Showcase. Um, but then we went on the Grand Fiesta tour, Spaceship Earth, and Mission Space before heading home. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Angel T says uh, that sounds exhausting. It was very much. We so. are feeling it today. We know better than to do Disney on Sundays, but we still do. Well worth it. Well, Amory, why don't you tell them some of your highlights from the trip? Okay, so two of my highlights. One is I made a silly face on Tower of Terror, and this really, <laughs> really excites me because up until two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I'd only been on it once, and that was our first trip, and I was terrified. I, I, the the four year old did better than me. <laughs> I, he did better. I I don't do the up and down thing, but we decided to try and start doing you know forcing the kids to face their fears on rides. So. I had to face my fears on rides. Are you pulling up the picture? Yeah, I'm getting the picture for our YouTube audience. Nice. Um, so I happened to have my eyes open with my arms clutched around my child. And <laughs> yeah, it doesn't blow up very good on Instagram. Um, but I happened to see the light go off and I was able to get my tongue stuck out. Don't mind the uh, watermark. <laughs> we bought our passes before you got a memory maker. Yeah, before you got the memory maker. <laughs> Um, and then my other highlight was dining at Chefs de France um, in the World Showcase. The food was delicious. Yes, it was expensive, but it was absolutely delicious. And today we have sort of realized that it sort of clicked something in the kids a little mm-hmm. um, because they were for- – not forced. They ate regular food. They had chicken nuggets. They had a burger and they had mac and cheese, but it was mm-hmm. – you know, it went up a level. I think – and they saw us eating slightly fancier foods than we normally eat at home Yeah, that this evening when I made – more real food versus kid food. They tried it and they were willing to mm. try it, eager to try it, and in a sense went back for seconds. So I think that's one of the nice things about Epcot being mm-hmm. so close. We can just go for dinner. Yeah. Dinner and a ride and we're done. And we have. And there's so many different places to try and it's such an opportunity to expose them and us to different cultures. Mm-hmm. So that's a highlight for me. Definitely. Uh, over in the chat room, Angel says that whenever you go to a theme park, there's a rule that the food has to be expensive, which is why we take our own so much. We usually take at least one meal. Mm-hmm. We eat breakfast before we go, always, even if it's just a banana in the car. We frequently bring lunch and buy dinner, which we really should do the other way around, but yeah. we don't. <laughs> and uh, she also says Tower of Terror is one of my favorite rides, which is funny since I generally hate the rides that go up and down. Yeah. See, I love Tower of Terror. It's just like very relaxing for yeah, me. Like you funny. can't you can't tell in that picture that we just showed because mm-hmm. my eyes were closed. But I, I generally just sit back and I smile and I'm like, wee wee. It's like being thrown up by your old pa. You know, back I when you were hated a kid. when my dad threw me. <laughs> Ew, I ran away because he'd throw me at the pool. Anyway, what were some of your highlights? Okay, uh, two of my highlights, a little unconventional. Uh, it both were at Hollywood Studios, though. Uh, yeah. One was, uh, well, uh, I, I guess I'll start with uh, we didn't have to wait in line for the rock and roller coaster. Right. Which is one of the best ri- uh, roller coasters in, in all of the parks. Uh, maybe, I think it is the best. Yeah, it's I, the most I like intense. Exp- I like Expedition Everest a little more, actually. Mm. Uh, just because, you know, uh, roller coasters in the dark are kind of like, oh, what's going on, you know? Yeah. But it, has a lot of cool theming but uh you know i i loved having the fast pass for that because the last few times we've been on it we it, haven't yeah we haven't so it's been a 40 minute wait right. which is kind of lame because there's not a lot to really look at 
right. that area of the park. So I really loved that. And then after that, we were waiting for you guys to get off the Great Movie Ride. That takes forever. And we went up to the front of the park where they have that little gas station. And me and my son Liam just hung out at the gas station and watched uh, people trading pins with the guy out front. And we had a nice little conversation. And a candy bar. And, I, and can, we split a, a candy, candy bar. bar. Uh, but, you know, it was just a nice, relaxing, kind of fun moment. And it felt kind of like very, like, uh, hanging out, uh, you know, on the on the side of the road in the 50s kind of thing. It was cool. I, so, yeah, those were my two highlights. It's always nice to have one-on-one time with any of the kids, mm-hmm. too. Okay. So, some moments that we'd rather forget. <laughs> I would love to forget Liam and Eliza's meltdowns. Mm. Please? We had a meltdown on our first ride at Animal Kingdom because they had to sit in the wrong seat. Because Triceratops spin the front does the when you lean forward and back – and the back does – when you go up and down, it's just like Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And they had to sit in like the – with their ages, they have to sit a certain way. And it wasn't going over very well. <laughs> and I, I threatened to get out of line at least three times and almost like had to put him on the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later – um, Eliza was hungry because she's one of those people where it's like, hey, Eliza, eat a Snickers uh, because she just turns into a crazy person and she's scary and she <laughs> needs to eat. Yeah. So and that's when we were going to Epcot to eat. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, just get to the restaurant, please. So there's that. Um, and then moment I'd rather not remember is Expedition Everest went down while we were in line. I mean, at least we weren't on the ride. Yeah, yeah. So. Very true. You? And that actually uh, brings me to one of my things I hated about it. Uh-huh. And that was the five minutes that I thought you and uh, our two of our kids were stuck on Expedition Everest. Because right. I was standing out with our youngest, London, because he's too short to go on Expedition Everest. He likes to say he's not old enough, but no, he's just short. And then it, then <laughs> he's trying to talk to me, and I'm hearing the, the announcement. announcement, and I can barely make it out. And I'm like, be quiet, be quiet. And then I hear that the ride's down. Someone's like, oh, the train's stuck up, uh, up in the tunnel there and i'm like oh great and i'm just picturing you trying to guide our two rambunctious <laughs> kids right down those narrow steps but they're six like, and a seven year old yeah and yeah. i was just like i like i i think i've been stuck on a roller coaster uh one time i went on a roller coaster when i was like eight and it got stuck at the top of the hill for about a minute and a half most terrifying moment of my life and i was like great i'm gonna have two scarred kids uh maybe physically scarred because they push push each other down the stairs uh-huh. all this is running through my head and then you guys show up and i was like Phew. Nice. Well, we got stuck at, on uh, Big Thunder Mountain mm-hmm. a few months ago. Me and you, I, mean, I had never yeah. been on it before, mm-hmm. and we got stuck at the part where there's like um, where the track like breaks. The track's broken. And I looked at him and I said, Is this part of the ride? Okay. <laughs> He's nope. like, Nope. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, in my other moment, I'd would rather forget is over at Hollywood Studios and the One Man's Dream, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the Walt Disney Museum, uh, the One Man's Dream Theater. Uh, we got to see a, a, about a 10 minute preview of Zootopia, the new uh, Pixar mm-hmm. movie. And, you know, I thought it was a really neat concept, uh, you know, a world full of animals where all animals are assigned by their jobs. And, you know, there's all these different sections to the big city that are all different ecosystems and stuff right. like that. So really cool concept. And, you know, even the story looked really good. I kind of like the, like you know, small town rabbit coming to be a big city cop kind of thing. Uh, but, but overall, I, I thought the execution of the stuff we saw anyway was very forgettable. It felt like there were jokes and scenes I felt like I've seen uh, 10 million times before. Like which the is, sloth? 
yeah, like the sloth felt very kind Everyone of like everyone like the sloth felt very pat, oh. very very like a uh, run into the ground kind of a bit. And, and I, I just, you know, in the past few Pixar movies have definitely disappointed me in that sense. It's that, you know, they put a lot of attention into the concept, uh, like the, the big elevator pitch type idea, mm-hmm. the uh, the animation they put a lot of work into. But I feel like the little character beats, the little moments are all just very, like, easy. And they, they, they could spend right. a little bit more time there. So I, I was a little disappointed with the Zootopia. I think, and we also saw the Good Dinosaur preview there. And... I think what you're getting, like the whole, like, we've seen this before, we've seen this before. They're spending more time on making it pretty mm-hmm. than the quantity or the quality because they're gorgeous. I mean, yeah. these movies have been, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can see what you're saying. I kind of want to see this one mm-hmm. more than I wanted to see Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Which we still haven't well, seen. Well, no one saw Good Dinosaur. No, so it's and okay. if they did, they were terrified of it, apparently. Um, so. But I, the, 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 I, I was kind of theorizing when we got done with it. That maybe it's because um, all of the a lot of the original head Pixar guys have moved on to bigger jobs in the Disney Corporation itself, which is probably true. Like I think John Lasseter is the head of Disney Animation now instead Mm -hmm. of just the head of Pixar. So you know maybe they lost their key guys for that that, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Pixar was always very specific, so Mm -hmm. it needs that same you know life that voice. Yeah, the voice. Mm Okay, over in the chat room, uh, just a couple things here. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Bobby says he used to hate thrill rides. Now he loves them. Angel says, I got into thr- thrill rides when I was about 12 or 13 after I rode California Screaming at California Adventure. That is fantastic. I was kind of the same way. I was in mm-hmm. high school, and my friends made me go on roller coasters over and over again in the front seat. <laughs> including like the ones where your feet dangle mm-hmm. oh. my first one was when i was eight years old and i loved it and i never looked back figures i and then uh they, they go on to talk about the fact that jenny goodwin from once upon a time yes we did it's the rabbit in zootopia i mm-hmm. guess which is part of the reason i'd like to see it because i like to support you know you like to support actors and actresses that you like mm-hmm. even if they're not necessarily in something that you typically would want to mm-hmm. see so Definitely. there's that Okay. Yeah, well, that was our trip for this week. That was our trip this week. Next week, we're really not sure where we're going yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Magic Kingdom um, for more Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom card game. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Oh, yes. But every visit, we learn something new, and we want to share some of our pro tips and backstage magic tricks with you. In backstage magic. In backstage magic. Okay, so my tip, and it cracks me up how people don't realize that this is a thing. Mm-hmm. You can get free water. Save your money. Do not buy four or $5 bottles of Fiji water. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Go up to literally any quick service or anybody that offers a fountain beverage and ask for water. Yeah, that, and it's not that bad. Like I it, mean, it's it's Florida tap water, which is a little metallic-y, mm-hmm. but not always. Some, some of it's filtered. It just depends on where you're at. Um, but and it may not always have ice, but it'll be water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be what you need at that moment. And they don't care that you're not buying food. It's very common. I There's one kiosk that I always seem to go to because we're like, <laughs> I'm thirsty. We're in Frontierland. Here, let's go here. Um, but I walk up and go, I need three waters, like three c- glasses of water. And they don't – they're like, here you go. Yeah, they're fine with it. They're fine. All they right. don't care. Or if Disney I, don't care. 
Disney don't care. They have enough of our money. They'll give us water. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's to their benefit. You can't have people becoming dehydrated yeah. like at certain festivals and stuff mm-hmm. where the water is just too expensive and nobody can pay for it. And yeah, there's water fountains, but those, you know, it's a water fountain. It's hit or miss, and you yeah, can't. They would rather the they would rather give you a free glass of water and spend four cents for the cup or whatever than have you pass out from heat exhaustion and sue yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or or to get in the press. You know, so dozens so pass so out so from, from heat exhaustion. Yeah. Okay, and my my uh, backstage magic tip this week is uh okay. There's a problem at the Magic Kingdom, and that's the fact that the uh, the parking lot at the is Ticket not- and Transportation Center is a mile away from the park itself. It's crap. <laughs> Unless you're staying at one of the resorts, you can't park near uh, within walking distance of the park. You mm-hmm. have to take either the big ferry boat, meh, or you have to take the monorail. Problem is, at the end of the day, everybody's taking one yeah, of those. Everyone's going on one of these. So a lot mm-hmm. of times, you you roll out, you know, maybe within half an hour of closing, like before or after, and you have to wait in line for an hour to get back across the lake. Can we talk about how fun that is with a tired kid? Yeah, with three tired kids. I mean, it's hard with one, mm-hmm. let alone three. And yeah, no one wants to wait. Luckily, we found a hack for this. We have learned. Yes. Uh, what you want to do is if you ask a cast member, they'll point it out to you. You walk over to the Contemporary Resort. I believe Which go, isn't far. Yeah, it's not far. It's maybe about a five-minute walk. Yeah. Five or six-minute walk. Depending on how bad your feet hurt. And then you go up to floor five, I think. Again, yep. it, you can ask anyone, Four or five. It's, anyone it's at the resort. They'll tell you where to go. Very clearly labeled. And you go up to the monorail there. And you catch the monorail after it does the pickup at the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. and you can hop right on. Like, yep. uh, well, we did have to wait in a line for uh, maybe we just about had to wait for the second one, five or ten minutes, maybe. We but made friends. It, it's far less of a wait than it is over at the Magic Kingdom, and the thing is, you're constantly moving too, so it doesn't feel as long. Right, of it a never wait. feels like a wait as long as you're moving. There's another sort of to pony on that. Um, there's a bus that goes from the Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom gate that goes to Transportation and Ticket Center. Uh, we learned that. One day when we saw like the 45 minute wait at both monorails because there's express and resort Mm. and for the boat and one of the guys was like, hey, there's a bus. Granted, (laughs) we waited 20 minutes for the bus, but it's sometimes a good option. Yeah, again, it's it's far less than waiting for the monorail or the ferry. Far far less than those, which is very good, very good because waiting for stuff is lame. (laughs) I know, I'm just getting ready for some stuff here. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, those are our pro tips for this week. Our 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 backstage magic tips. If you will. Yeah. Um, now, at this point, this is where we typically will read or play. Like if you send us a voicemail or an email, a fun tweet, something, mm-hmm. this will be our Phantasmail. Yes. Phantasmic Phantasmail. Can... Go with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is where if you have any questions, you need some tips, you have an upcoming trip going, mm-hmm. you'd like to be a guest on our show. We are working to put together a link so that you can submit to tell us about your trip. Tell yeah. us. We'd love to do a before and after with somebody beyond tell us about your planning, mm -hmm. beyond after, and tell us how it went. Um, Yeah, and if you're a regular pass holder here in the area, too, we'd we'd love to have you on to just – Talk yeah. about being a pass holder. Yeah, I mean, you, you've seen the form of the episode. We'll just have you on for the whole thing. Yep, absolutely. So you can email us over at DisneyPassholderProject at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash DisneyPassholderProject. Twitter is at DisneyPassProj. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. So um, choose your favorite medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Get also, of us. Oh, also, I guess I should add in here. I'm also on Instagram and I'm constantly and Periscope. Mm-hmm. Um, 
constantly Instagramming from the parks and I try to periscope at least once per trip. Um, I don't think I did this week, but those um, in Periscope is Disney Pass Proj because it's connected to Twitter and Instagram is UB and Marie. Excellent. So. Excellent. Well, Go, go. No, I'm going to let you do it. Okay. You do uh, it. So, Amber, <laughs> well, you just told us where uh, people can find you online. No, I didn't. Or, okay. Where can people find you online, Amory? You can find my, me on my personal Twitter at AMD Simone, but I'm usually running the Disney Pass Project Twitter mm-hmm. as well. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can find all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And uh, you can find the website for this podcast, TBA. I, well, you, well right for now, now, it's Disney Pass Photo Project dot WordPress.com, but mm-hmm. it'll have a full site soon excellent well uh i I think that about uh, does it for this week we did not figure out how to close these we did not we're really good at starting uh, stuff and not knowing how to end it so um so we'll just sing wishes wishes yay and we've done our first episode now that's pretty fun right it happened it happened